1: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for standing by and welcome to today's Etrian Q2 Financial Report 2020. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during this time, simply press star, then the number 1 on your telephone keypad. If you require any further assistance, please press star zero. I would now like to turn the conference call over to your speaker today, Mr. Marco Antonio Northland, CEO of Etrion. Please go ahead.
2: Thank you, Michelle. I would like to welcome you to Etrion's 2020 Second Quarter Operational Finance Update Call. I'm here today with Cristian La Cueva, our Chief Financial Officer, Martin Norvick, our Chief Investment Officer, and David Ramirez, our Director of Accounting and Reporting. I will start today's call by taking you through the corporate overview and operational update and outlook for our business. Then we will go through our second quarter results, and finally we'll open the call for questions. As a reminder, a replay of this call will be available later today on the company's website with a copy of the presentation that we will refer to throughout this call. For those of you using our webcast facility, the presentation will automatically advance during the presentation. If you turn to slide 2, during today's call, we will make forward-looking statements that are subject to forward-looking statements that are Subject to various risks and uncertainties described in the second slide of this presentation and in our Q2 2020 management discussions and analysis and press release, all of which are available on our website, please see these documents for additional information on factors that may impact these forward-looking statements. If you now turn to slide three, let me let me quickly give you a brief. Update. So, for those of, new, of you who are new to the company, Atrium has a dual listing in Canada and the TSX under ETX symbol, uh, as well as OMX in Sweden under the ETX symbol as well. We have 57 megawatts operational, 45 megawatts under construction, fully funded, and an advanced project of 60 megawatts in backlog, all in Japan. We exited Q2 2020 with a strong cash position of $7.6 million non-restricted and $79 million restricted cash, which are mostly allocated for the finance of the Niigata construction project. The main shareholder is the Lundin Group with 36% and second-highest is management with under 6%. Our market cap today is $61.6 million, after disposition of PV Salvador, for which we will discuss later, we're now one hundred percent exposed to Japan with one hundred percent of the revenues fully contracted with long term PPA contracts with local utilities at a fixed rate. This should give comfort to investors given the underlying attractive economics of each of the projects and the high institutional demand seeking to own this type of assets at very high premiums. Please now turn to slide. 5, Etrian Solar Platform continues to deliver operational results without interruption as a result of COVID-19. The company maintains its full year 2020 guidance. I'm delighted to report that our 45-megawatt Ni- Niigata Solar Project, which is under construction, is on its schedule and budget. Modules are currently being delivered and actually you will see later on some photographs where you can see some of them already installed on site. On the development side, our team continues to advance on various initiatives to source new projects. Our next potential upside is the MIE 60 megawatt project, which we expect to reach a solution on the ongoing litigation before the year end. Finally, I'm pleased that we successfully completed the disposition of the PV Salvador asset in Chile, which resulted in a positive cash flow impact in Q2 2020 of $3.3 million. With this disposition, we have completed our streamlined activities and aligned all resources to continue our execution in Japan. If you turn to slide six, we show in graphical form location of the projects in Japan. In addition to our team in Tokyo, we do have on-site uh, plant supervision um, for each of, for three of the sites that um, we currently show on on-site. Actually, four of them because also Niigata. If you turn to slide seven through ten, we will go through. Uh, to present what is the year-to-date performance on a quarter-by-quarter basis. We'll start with Mito. And actually, we introduced a new graph that you will shortly see for those connected on the webcast. So if you can see on the bottom half of the presentation, we have now, we're now presenting all the historical performers quarter over quarter, just to, for you to have a, a really good feeling of how predictable this platform is. So, in Oisling Q2 for this year, we or performed very much like a, as you can see the prior prior year, and very much in line with our forecast. When you go into Chisukuishi Chisukuishi um, we had a, a good performance. Obviously, this, this year, we have some impact in April uh, for weather, but then in June, we recovered. Actually, the, the, the performance in June was uh, very good. All this basically as a result of uh, irradiation conditions. But again, when you look at uh, the four-year historical operation, again, continues to be very predictable performance. The next one is Misawa. The Misawa asset also continues to perform very well. We saw some drop of performance in April, but then it quickly recovered in May and June. Uh, so you can see May and June were two good months of solar irradiation that it provided good uh, results. And finally, Komatsu, uh, Komatsu continues to perform obviously very well compared to uh, our forecast, uh, and uh, as you can see there, again, we, uh, we have very good projections and very good results compared to the prior, uh, prior year. These four, uh, we're going to start providing that additional information in the bottom uh, those charts so you compare again, historical, all the quarters from prior years, not only 19 but 18, 17, whenever they began operations. The next part is Niigata, which is very exciting when, when this asset uh, goes online. Just to remind all of you is that we will be nearly doubling, doubling our free cash flow. So that's very exciting. Also, the capacity will go from uh, 57 to 100 and, and, uh, 102, 52 plus. Yeah, 102. And um, uh, these, uh, the construction of this project, as you can see on the slides uh, uh, forward, are uh, all the civil works is nearly complete, and we're beginning to uh, provide already installed uh, some of the some of the um, of the structure and the modules. Uh, this project, just to remind those of you who are new, uh, has a very uh, strong uh, economics it has a payback of uh, basically two years from COD. On the, on the slide um, 13, it shows the schedule, and uh, it, this project will have completed the construction in September, and then uh, there is a commissioning period and testing period that should last by November, November of next year, it should be connected. So uh, as you see in slide 13, um, the, even though uh, there is people on site, between 30 and 50 employees, uh, the measures that have been taken to control any potential uh, exposure to COVID-19 has, uh, has been taken very seriously and therefore uh, is the access to the site is extremely limited to only the employees and in a very a very rare uh, scenario where we will let um, external people to come into the site the next um, you can see on the next slide 14 we'll continue to provide these charts that shows you the progress report and as you see we'll continue to Pretty much uh, track on uh, as per the plan, and uh, we want to be again very transparent with you on how we're advancing on this project, uh, so you have full visibility of them as much as we can provide. Um, we go to slide 15. You can see the aerial photograph. As you can see, most of the the, the civil works is completed. And on the south side, which is uh, marked as one in red, uh, that's where most of the work now. They're starting to install the actual uh, uh, panels on site. Very exciting. Uh, we're very pleased with the performance of the of the contractors uh, who are very actively working there. So you can go through slides for 15, 16, and 17. Um, that uh, to gives you to give you additional information we'll continue to post uh, pictures as we progress uh, but you can see there that uh, work is advancing uh if you now turn to slide seven seven uh, nineteen um, one uh why't you just talked about our our next project which is a sixty megawatt project okay so this, as you know, will remain on target to reach resolution within 2020. As we have reported in the past, we're in litigation with the developer since end of 2018. I wish I could give you a specific target date to reach resolution in the case, but we remain optimistic we will have a resolution within 2020. I think that we're starting to see a good uh, progress uh, over the past, uh, I would say, the past six weeks. So. Right. We, we hope to come with good um, good results uh, again over the next uh, couple of months. So we continue to advance on that, and, uh, and uh, we hope that, that very quickly will be our next project uh, that we'll be announcing. Uh, with now that, I will turn that over to our CFO, Christian Lacueva, to present the financial results.
0: Thank you, Marcantonio. If you can move on to, uh, to slide 21, you will see that etran uh, continued to deliver steady project-level results during this quarter, with the Japanese assets performing extremely well, resulting in stable revenue, project-level EBITDA, and consolidated EBITDA. During this quarter, we produced around 20.5 million of million kilowatt-hours from our operational solar plants, all in Japan. Though production was down by 9%, and so was uh, revenue by 7.5%, and project EBITDA 4.2% versus compared to last year. This was, as we previously mentioned, driven by lower solar irradiation, whereas our plans continue to perform from a technical point of view for, uh, completely well. Consulate EBITDA was basically, the improvement was mainly driven by the gain on the disposal of PV Salvador, partially offset by by an unrecoverable withholding tax charge. Uh, our corporate GNA this quarter was affected by a one-off, which was the reclassification from balance sheet to p of accumulated legal and personal costs in connection with the MIE litigation, which was around $700,000. As I said, this was a one-off. And in the end, the net income for this quarter, Q2, was $1.6 and basically the main drivers was the disposal of the PV Salvador as well as an impact on the tax reductions in Japan as a result of our restructuring there. For more detail on our project level EBITDA in Japan, you can refer to our financials, to our financials section under the notes on the NDNA. Moving on to the next slide. This is an interesting slide because it shows uh, that our our 57 megawatt portfolio has consistently delivered predictable results in terms of revenue and EBITDA, which in turn provide a steady source of funds. Here also, we wanted for the first time. I mean, we separated between uh, between uh, the adjunct share and the non-controlling interest share, and you can see that after we acquire at the end of last year the the minority interest. As you can see, even though For example, revenue is lower compared to uh, to last year, the Etron share is up by 13%. And as well, the same effect uh, shows at project level, EBITDA. Moving on to the next slide. Uh, During Q2, uh, we generated a net income of 1.6 million and positive adjusted cash flow from operations of 3.2 million. One, as we keep saying, one important remark is that a great Japanese performance and translates in good project-level EBITDA, and all these more than upset corporate overhead during this quarter, and the group is reporting positive consolidated EBITDA of 6.3 million. As, as we mentioned, the gain on disposal of PV Salvador positive impacted as well the, uh, this quarter's corporate EBITDA and the net results at corporate level. In terms of financial position, moving to slide, 24 we still have a working capital of 46.3 million and a consolidated cash position of 86.6 million of which 7.6 is unrestricted at corporate level and free of use as of June 30 uh, 2020 consolidated net debt on a cash basis was 232 million of which 201 or 187% is non recourse to the parent as well as at June, the Japanese assets represent approximately 95% of all consolidated assets on the group. Moving on to the next slide, uh, to our slide 25, the cash flow statement, as you as, can see, our cash position is 7.6 million, and this provides liquidity to fund the growth of the business in Japan throughout uh, all this year. The unrestricted cash decreased by approximately $3 million mainly due to the development costs incurred during the period and taxes paid, which were offset by cash distributions from the SPVs. Our restricted cash decreased mainly due to the Nigata construction costs, partially offset by positive, positive operational cash flow from the projects during, the, during the, the quarter. Regarding our cash position, I would like to remind you that all our operating and other construction projects in Japan are fully funded at this time. And this completes the financial review. Back to Mark Antonio. Thank you, Christian.
2: I would like to highlight the following messages, um, the following four messages. The first is really that Etron remains on track to meet its four-year guidance on revenue and EBITDA. We do not foresee a downside risk at this stage due to COVID that would have a material impact on our 2020 projections. Second point is that Q2 2020 performance in all key operating metrics continue to demonstrate excellent execution in all operational activities. Three, we remain fully funded with no additional capital required to build the Nigata project. And finally, uh, in terms of growth, we remain with significant upside beyond Nigata with resolution of the 60 megawatt MIA project litigation and resolution of potential Italian tax refund. I will now. We'd like to turn the call back to Michelle, who will open the call for questions. Thank you, Michelle.
1: Yes, if anybody at this time has a question, please press star one on your telephone keypad. Again, that would be star one on your telephone keypad. We do you have a question from Martin Middlestay, private investor? Your line is open.
3: Uh, hi, Marco. Uh, could you uh, describe the or, or uh, explain what the likely uh, timeline is for the Italian uh, withholding tax uh, dispute? Yes.
2: Yeah, so um, the, there, there are two trenches uh, actually uh, that we expect a resolution by end of 2021. Right, end of 2021. There, there is one trench is middle of 2021, and the second towards the end of
3: 2021 is the amount uh my recollection is the amount is around 11 million euros is that the the the, the correct figure that's a between, 11 and
2: million, correct. It's between 11 and 15 million uh, pardon me between 15. 11 and 15 million euros
3: okay between 11 and 15 great and uh under the feed-in tariff regime in in japan what happens if the um, if Japan gets into a severe recession and, and the electricity demand falls? Are, um, are there conditions or force majeure conditions in these feed-in tariffs that would uh, keep some of the electricity from Etreon's projects off the market?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So under the PPAs uh, that you have signed with the utilities, there is a... A regulated a curtailment, um, and um, depending on the project, some of the projects have up to 30 days of curtailment, which means that if there is, if uh, they can basically potentially shut you by up to 30 days, and in some other cases you have up to 365 hours, mm-hmm. and in the third cases unlimited. We Atrion, at we don't own any unlimited curtailment projects. We only own projects that have either 30 days or 365 hours. As of today, we have not experienced any uh, curtailment, and in the areas where we operate, we see very low likelihood that uh, curtailments will be executed.
3: And is that also true of the MIA and the NAGATA projects that uh yes. it's unlikely? Okay.
2: Sorry, sorry, I, I didn't I, I answer you answer so Oh
3: you did, but in the in the Mia and the NAGATA projects, would they are they in areas where there are unlikely to be curtailments?
2: Right. So the we do have market studies that we do from time to time and, and they show that the risk of the actual curtailment is very low.
3: And the, and the Mia and the GATA are all uh, 365 hours or one month curtailments. They're not unlimited. Um,
2: correct. None. None of the projects that we own
3: okay.
2: uh, have unlimited curtailment.
3: Great. That, 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 that's all I, I wanted to know. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Again,
1: if anybody else would like to ask a question, please press star one on your telephone keypad. Again, that would be star 1 on your telephone keypad. I have no further questions at this point. I turn the call back over to Mr. Northland.
2: Thank you, uh, Michelle, and thank you all for joining the twenty twenty seven Quarter Operations and Finance uh, call. We look forward to updating you on our progress in the months ahead. Thank you again, and have a good afternoon, and stay safe, please. Thank you.
1: Thank you, everyone. This will conclude today's conference call. You may now disconnect.